Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners and podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe that it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another fantastic program of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and we have an awesome program for you today. We're going to be talking with James Rose of Content Snare, um, and uh, he has uh, been a serial entrepreneur, uh, started a few different companies. Uh, another one of them, a SaaS product called Silver Siphon, was actually acquired by a Silicon Valley uh, angel investment firm. He also has uh, continues to run an agency called Actura Technology. It's uh, him, a business partner, and five full-time Ruby developers. Um, they've got some pretty awesome clients. Uh, top One of their clients is in the top 20 companies in Australia on, on their publicly traded uh, companies list. He mostly works with small to medium businesses, uh, has been featured in Smart Company, a major publication in Australia, and uh, also uh, enjoys... Uh, snowboarding, drumming, and shooting clay targets, which we may or may not talk about. I'm not quite sure yet. Uh, James, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Good, to, good to have you here, James. Um, so you've been—I uh, mean, you've been uh, running businesses for for quite some time. Uh, I have here in my notes that you uh, like had a day job at one point doing some marketing stuff, and you decided to like quit that and uh, go out on your own. Um, yeah, I kind of always joked that it was like, I went to an internet marketing conference and it was kind of like taking the red pill in the matrix or whatever, where I just couldn't go back after that <laughs> sort of ruined, ruined my full-time life. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so maybe let's, uh, let's start there. So you go back to your, uh, your full-time job after you went to an internet marketing conference, how long did it take you to quit? Was it like instant, like you put in your two weeks and you were done or did you like phone it in while at the conference? Oh no, it was a long time. Um, I was pretty cautious kind of person. And uh, I, I thought, you know, I'd replace my income by building. This is back in the the AdSense gold rush when you just built lots of um, small websites that would make maybe 10 bucks a day each. And you just did a lot of that. Um, and I thought, you know, I'm going to 
I'm going to be rich off the internet as, as I think a lot of uh, stories start like. Um, but yeah, then we ended up building a software product and, and it took honestly years. I quit, I think five times and they kept making me really good offers where I could work like three days a week. So I was very lucky in that, um, in that sense. So it enabled me to sort of work on both at the same time, but it took me maybe four or five years really to, to get out fully. And was, uh, so your other software company, um, Silver Siphon, was that the company that you ultimately were, were working nights and weekends on, uh, at that day job? Uh, no. So one product that I don't really mention in my bio is the one we started with cause it's in, um, it's in an SEO space, which has kind of become sketchy now. It's like a gray hat thing. Um, I don't know if you remember article spinning when that was a thing, mm. um, yeah. And at the time, I mean, everyone was doing it, even all the big SEO, um, I guess, influencers, and it was the done thing. But now it's kind of gray hat. So I don't really talk about it anymore. Sure. Sure. Because then, then then Google will like mark you. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Basically, they'll probably dig into this. None podcast. of your information is safe at this point, right? No. Voice <laughs> recognition and they'll know I'm dodgy. No. <laughs> I've, I've been at a few conferences where, you know, somebody will talk about their software in the SEO space and they literally will start the sentence with like, um, yeah, just heads up guys. This is totally black hat, but here's what we do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, so, not a good so start. some people lean into that, right? That's good. Yeah. So you had that, uh, company, maybe you were operating in a place you didn't really want to be or changes in the search market, uh, made that, uh, irrelevant or less relevant. Um, and then, and then did you start, uh, the, the, um, other SaaS company and, and when did the agency come into play for you? Cause you've got a lot of things going on. Like you're, you're, you're uh, running yeah. a few different businesses at the same time. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's, um, that's always been a sort of bad thing that I do that I'm not happy about. Um, so I'm trying to fix it now, but that's actually right after that is when the web design agency started, which we, I don't really um, do much of anymore. Uh, because when I started networking for the first time in real life and, and meeting other business owners. And when I talked about software, they just kind of all complained about their, their websites. <laughs> so we thought we'd go into that space and, and, you know, build websites for people always with the, in the back of our minds, looking for the next software idea. And it was, I think, the first or second client where they had this problem that we couldn't solve. We, we wanted to build a payment system uh, that synced uh, Stripe and Zero, And we realized, oh my, this is impossible. So that was where Silver Siphon started. It was almost immediately. So that was basically a side project for, well, three years. We sold last year and it launched in 2014. So... Yeah, and that just kind of grew on its own over time. And so the web design agency, another business that you had going on, didn't stick with that one for very long. How long were you running that business? It was about the same, about three years. Um, and sort of our heart's always been in software, right? So we had always had the developers on the side that like the Ruby guys and the Angular guys and we use those to build silver siphon and, and then content snare in the end, as well as software products for uh, like um, either SaaS products or internal tools for our clients. Um, but it was kind of, um, we just, we shifted into that because, you know, like I said, I did too many things. I wanted to strip back. So that's where we made the conscious decision to actually slow down on the web design side of things and only tell people we built software. Um, and Yeah. 
You know, whenever I hear something, and it sounds like you've identified this, right? That you're, you know, doing too many things or running multiple businesses simultaneously. And I know you're, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're doing this right now, right? You've got you've got Content Snare, which we'll definitely be talking about uh, today, uh, and then you've got your agency, which is basically a custom Ruby shop uh, uh, company. And, and is there any other ones, or just just those two? Yeah, well, the the article spin is still there, but it just does its own thing, and because um, we're too locked into PayPal to actually sell that business, which is what we're trying to fix at the moment. But yeah, that's you know quite a lot less things that I <laughs> that I used to do. So it's just content snare and the software dev agency now. So have have you seen um, uh, the movie Indiana Jones in the Crystal Skull? <laughs> I feel like I have. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the one with, with 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 uh, Shia LaBeouf. It's like the newer the newer Indiana oh, Jones. Right? No, I haven't. Still <laughs> super cheesy, like fake punches, like the whole whole nine yards. But um, so my wife and I are watching. Trust me, I'm going somewhere with this. My wife and I are watching uh, this movie the other night, and uh, and and there's this scene, like this really long drawn out. Um, uh, scene where there there's this big battle scene and they're all like riding these you know world war ii-ish style like military jeeps and stuff through like the amazon or whatever and um and there's at one point where like shia labeouf is like you know literally straddling two uh of these vehicles that are driving you know 60 miles an hour through a forest right he's got one foot on one vehicle the other foot on the other vehicle and he's fencing um, the, you know, Kate Blanchett, right? They're, they're like literally fencing, right? It's just so like wow. make believe it's, it's not even funny. Right. <laughs> but I'm sitting there like in, you know, I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm going to write a blog post about how that's what it is like to like straddle two businesses or two markets or whatever. Like, I feel like entrepreneurs for some reason, especially serial entrepreneurs, um, enjoy that position of, you know, riding <laughs> the two vehicles 60 miles an hour through the forest while fencing, right? Like uh, hearing you say that you're running, you know, multiple businesses simultaneously. I'm just picturing you as Shiloh LaBeouf. You're going to have to go watch <laughs> that movie tonight, but, um, I'm nowhere near that cool, but yeah, um. <laughs> but it takes some skill, right? To do it or it's, or it's really dangerous. Like one, you could look at totally. that as one, one or two different options. Like, wow, that's really, he's really talented or you know any second now he's gonna he's gonna lose his footing and and fall on his face and you know whatever but um (laughs) yeah brilliant (laughs) i will watch that movie now so do you find that um like what are some of the things that you do to run multiple companies simultaneously like to do it successfully or as successfully as you have so far like you're running an agency with seven people plus you've got a content uh content snare is content snare like do you guys operate that within your agency just out of curiosity or is it its own separate thing um, outside of the, the agency business? Uh, no, it is all under the one banner. So okay. it's just the one company name, uh, like one corporate entity, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the same guys that work on software products for clients are the guys that work on Content Snare. Um, I mean, we do have one guy that's dedicated only to Content Snare, but some other guys sort of move between them. Um it's it's not that hard to juggle at the moment because I guess <laughs> because I've been juggling four things prior to this two, <laughs> two seems nice and easy, but it really helps to have a business partner. I think that's one of the the most uh, the best things that's happened to our business is the fact that there's two of us. Um, you know, a lot of people warned me at the beginning that having a business partner 
can be a real pain because a lot of people have got stories that have been screwed over or whatever. But luckily, um, me and my business partner are on the same page. Uh, he's a very, very tech guy, one of the best developers I've ever met, uh, as well as a good manager, which is um, often don't go hand in hand. <laughs> Uh, so he handles a lot of the dev team now and, and quality, uh, reviews and all that sort of stuff. And I'm pretty much, I've taken the marketing role, even though I came from a, a tech background. So that's made it really easy to split, um, you know, to split roles. I think that's something that I see, um, done a lot that agencies are sometimes launching their own products to scratch their own itch. Uh, those products don't always um, find success or maybe the agency finds more success or uh, in some rare cases, uh, the, you know, the agency suffers because the product is successful. I mean, there's, you know, it can go so many different ways, right? Um, so you guys, at what point did you say, we see a problem in the marketplace, we want to develop our own, our own stuff at the same time as developing client work? Yeah, well... The, our big strategy with uh, the the software development stuff was actually to partner with web design agencies, which was a, a big reason why we canned the web design in the first place because we didn't want to compete with <laughs> our own partners. Uh, so we were actually working with a lot of agencies and, and in our time in web design, we'd noticed that uh, content was always such a massive problem. Uh, pretty much every project was held up buy it at some point, you know, some, some for maybe only a month, some for six months, some for a year. In fact, I think one project uh, was going on three years at one point um, before we just had to say, look, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> and yeah, we had, a, we had got- a five year, five years. Oh, wow. And, and we actually, <laughs> we sold our agency and it was like one of those things that we had to be like, we're selling our business now. Sorry, but we're no longer, this project is closed. If you would like to restart it, you'll have to basically talk to the new sales team and, 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 you know, they're, they're not crediting anything. It's, it's just gone. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's definitely the longest one I've heard so far. That's crazy. I don't understand. It's how, why clients drag things on like that when they've paid for the job to start with, you know, I understand why they might not send client uh, content because you know it's a too big a job for them sort of thing but you know you think the motivation would be there con- considering they've paid money for it but you know i mean i think i mean I, I definitely want to talk a little bit about what were some of the issues and problems that you guys saw with um in, in, i mean this is a big problem like getting content from clients like i just mentioned i had a five-year you had a three-year i mean everything everybody listening to this <laughs> episode today is going to be like nodding their head like content you know or, or maybe they're so frustrated with content they've just turned off the podcast on the the treadmill today they're like i'm not listening to it i can't i can't deal with content anymore right um but, i mean maybe it's like you know i mean it's hard to work on your business and you know writing your about us page even though it seems kind of simple it's like work on the business so for the average entrepreneur that maybe or business owner, whatever, you know, lawyer that's working in their business every day. And then you're like, cool, you need to get out of your business for like a good two days to focus on content and really, you know, like write about what you guys do. Like it's, it's, I'm sure it's hard. I mean, I know it's, um, 
I spend every day like generating content at some level. And, um, and sometimes it, it does take a lot to like really work on that, like on the business content, like to update your about page or to update, to write the 25 service pages that you have. Uh, if you're not a professional writer or a copywriter or content creator, then, you know, this is work that's probably outside of their normal wheelhouse, but. Yeah. And I think that that's, um, what you said there, you know, you need to take two days out to write, write your content. I think that's, actually why a lot of clients don't send their content is because it's this big job that they have to take time out for. So that's what um, I'm sort of encouraging content snare uh, customers to, to do is to encourage it to be done in pieces uh, because, you know, if they've got say half an hour a day, uh, that's, that's a bit easier to, to justify than taking two days to a week off to write everything. And, and so by chunking it into small pieces, I think can actually be a really good way to get clients to get stuff done. How do you work with, I mean, one of my stances for a long time, and maybe you're, you know, you guys are, have already thought about this or that's how you approach this was, but one of the big things that helped our agency was just bringing in the professionals, <laughs> like just straight up saying to our clients, like, look, you are not a copywriter and you're not a photographer and your iPhone is not a professional, like you creating, you know, and again, when we were doing a lot of stuff, like, you know, clients would send us like flip phone photos. Wow. <laughs> and like, it'd be like, this is, you know, this is, please put this. And it's like this, this flip phone photo of their lobby with, you know, terrible lighting. They took it like at night or it just, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's awful. You know, you're like, we're not putting that on your about page. (laughs) (laughs) Can you just use stock photography, right? So, I mean, I think one of the things that I found was effective and I don't know if there's ever going to be a, 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 a cure all for the content problem. I hope that your tool gets the industry and gets clients, you know, one giant leap forward, uh, but was bringing in professionals to just take that over, right? Like you're not going to write your own content. We're going to bring in writers to do that. Mm. Um, you're not going to take photos. We're going to bring in photographers to do that. Um, yep. You know, and, and just taking the workload off of them a hundred percent. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think the because we did try that for a while, uh, and we went through lots of different copywriters, and you know, I had friends from sales letter type direct response <laughs> copywriters through to just website content copy people, and it was really hard to find a balance of someone that was cost effective and good at what they did. Um, a lot of the times the clients wouldn't be happy with the content that came back because it wasn't in their voice or whatever. Um, and I found it quite, you know, that is easily, sorry, that is definitely the easiest way to, to solve the problem is just get someone professional to write it. But a lot of the time they've got to talk to the client anyway and get, you know, kind of work out what their voice is and, and learn about the client. There are some people that are just amazing at that and and can sort of read existing materials, get an idea, and then write everything. But man, it's I found it very hard to find those people. Yeah, I mean, I think at some level, even with professionals, you know, and you hit on something really well. Like, how do you capture that voice without some really good uh, examples? For you know, like like mm. if you're a writer and you know, at some level, your client will probably have to produce some, some content for you to understand like, what is your voice, you know, without, you know, having hiring 10 copywriters and having them all take a stab and pick the one that's the best. Right. I mean, I think you, you're definitely hitting on the other part of that, which is, uh, even if you have professionals, sometimes they aren't the right fit for that company. Yeah. 
So you identified this issue that I think is a really big problem in the marketplace, that content is a big problem. And your take on this, if I understood correctly, is to uh, have a software, you guys have a software platform that breaks this down into achievable chunks and kind of holds the clients accountable to getting that uh, over a certain timeline and milestones and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, at the moment, there's no sort of milestones like because this has been a, a hard thing to balance is not being a project management system. We get a lot mm. of people messaging and asking for features which are very clearly project management type things. Um, so that's it's kind of an important thing for us at some point to build in integrations that will allow working with project management systems, but we don't we definitely don't want to take that, that part on because everyone's got their our own project management system that's working already. Uh, so, so the main, uh, you know, when it first started, it, in fact, it didn't even start as a content tool. My original idea was a website briefing tool. And um, I met with 15 uh, web designers locally, some of some of the partners and stuff. And one of them was actually a, a YouGurus guy. And that's, I think that's how I learned about YouGurus in the first place. Uh, Callum McGonigal from Converge Design. Uh, and I was chatting with him and, and he sort of, him and other people sort of guided me towards content being their biggest problem. So, yeah, and I kind of just sat down and tried to think about how how we could fix that because I, I was like, yeah, we, we definitely have that problem as well. So uh, in the beginning, all it was going to be was a, like kind of a form builder on steroids with, you know, instructions and, and limiting what people can put in uh, which you can do with some form builders and then uh, like automatic follow-ups. So one of the main reasons clients don't give content is because they forget, right? And you've got to, like, that's as simple as it is. It's <laughs> They're off doing their other, you know, real business work. And they just forget that they've got to give you content. So that that's all it was going to be in the start it was basically just a, a form with uh, automatic reminders to get them to come in and fill out bits at a time. So instead and, of me um, as an agency owner hassling my clients and having to yes. remember like, hey, we have this deadline of taking this page live today, but we're still waiting on content and I'm sending yet another email. So instead of them doing that themselves, your initial idea was, well, we'll just make the software do that and we'll just tell them which content we need because they have it. Yeah. 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 And, that, and there's a couple of things in that too. One that uh, you've got to sort of remind yourself to remind them. If you've got a lot of projects going on, it can sort of fall out. You know, you might forget as well. And the, um, oh, sorry, I've, I've lost my train of thought completely. Well, no, <laughs> and, and so, I mean, like one of the things that I even find is that sometimes, and this is going to sound, this is going to be a funny thing to admit on on our podcast, is that sometimes I think as an agency, you have other projects that you're working on and you're like, eh, well, I got, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm behind on that project too. So I'm just going to let them delay their content, oh, yeah. right? Like there's <laughs> almost a, I'm not going to send that reminder because if I send that reminder, it's going to remind them that I have, that I'm behind too or whatnot. Like I'm just, I'm putting right. this out there as something that I've seen, uh, that I experienced that, you know, sometimes we would not follow up as much as we probably should have been because we were falling behind and then you kind of give them a pass and then they kind of give you a pass. And then before you know it, you're six months behind on the overall project. And I wish I could say that every project we had that we launched late was because of content, but sometimes it was because, you know, we didn't remind them about content because we were behind. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I've never I've never thought about it like that. That's um that's a good point. I mean, in my experience, most most projects were held up because of you know it, it got to a point where we just couldn't do anything else, and we just had to have the content. The other thing I was going to say was um you, you, when you're talking about hassling clients, and that's what it can feel like is is just being a pain in the ass, right? So that was the other the thing with the automatic reminders is to kind of blame the software rather than than um being a pain yourself yeah so you guys um you know so you that was where you started is that still what you are seeing as like the 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 correct prescription for solving this content problem because i mean i I think every agency owner in the planet if they could you know put a couple of dollars in your machine and you would solve the content problem for (laughs) them with the the wave of a magic wand that this would be you know you guys are basically solving like web design you know, the biggest disease in web design, right? Which is around content. <laughs> yeah, we've had that kind of feedback a few times. Now. Um, but yeah, so I had a few ideas in the beginning about how, you know, what we, kind of things we could do. I had ideas around gamification to try and get clients to fill, fill bits in, you know, piecemeal. Um, but from the beginning, what I always wanted to do was, release it into the wild and see how people were using it and uh, get feedback from real people using the tool uh, to see what they thought it should do better uh, and that kind of thing. So that's pretty much what we've done is just started with that basic tool and let people uh, guide, let, let the actual people using the tool guide what we do next. So we had this giant feature list and it gets chopped up you know, every week to reprioritize based on all the requests we get so yeah i mean now there's a lot of um you know at the moment the big thing a lot of people need is to be able to share uh by link without the clients having to log in so that's you know that's i've noticed most of our support requests about are about that so that's what we're working on and that's pretty much the philosophy we're doing for everything just kind of a uh, very lean uh, approach, like get features from clients or, you know, actively going through like a uh, sprint cycles where you guys are, you know, taking customer feedback and, and implementing based on what people are, are asking for. I think that that makes sense. Has, has yeah, there been thought- anything that surprised you in the content space? Because I feel like there's, um, you know, when, when I actually think about what it takes to produce great content on time, I mean, there's some mindset stuff, there's some, um, you know, work style stuff. There's some, you know, there's, there's so many factors in getting somebody to produce a piece of content on time and getting that actually done. Have you guys been surprised by anything that has come up for you so far? <laughs> yeah, well, to be honest, I was actually surprised it worked in the first <laughs> place <laughs> because this was always the thing, right? We've got our idea that might help solve a problem. And when we first released it, it was kind of like, Oh God, I hope this works. <laughs> You know, and when I you hope, say like it, you hoped it worked, like what do you mean by like it worked? Like, well, we would. You're still trying to fix clients, you know. People, you're trying right. to fix a problem that might not be fixable, and um, so that why that it was actually a huge relief when we started getting people saying, uh, you know, that it got a two year project moving again. Mm. Or, um, but I think the key in this is this is to a- actually answer your question probably is um is breaking it down into the structure like how i talked about before so they can fill it out piecemeal has been like all our clients that are getting content 
quickly are doing this well. And that's breaking the content that they need down into a really well thought out structure. You know, so if it's an about page, it might be, you know, give me a little blurb and now give me a photo of your lobby. Now, um, uh, you know, some team headshots and some bios or whatever it is. So instead of, instead of you saying, you know, give me your about page content, Yes, you have taken something that's maybe they don't even understand what that means. And their first step would be to go look at their competitor's website, check out their about page and go, okay, well, I guess they're asking me for these things, right? Like there's a misunderstanding of what the agency is asking for when they say, give me your, you know, even though they identify, okay, we need an about page and a services page that the client doesn't actually understand what the agency is asking for. And just by getting clear on that, by breaking it down into smaller chunks, you're seeing that that is allowing the clients to deliver that, you know, answer just basic direct questions versus having to try to figure out what you mean by our about page. Yeah. And it makes it a lot easier on them. And, and that's another thing too, with the, if with each question you can give examples, so you could give that screenshot or an example of a competitor's website in there so they can see uh, what it's going to look like. You could have a standard template that you, you put into the image. Uh, We've got, it's called like an instructions area. So you can put that in there and I mean, you can do this with anything. You can do this with like a, a document. You could send them, put a screenshot in a document to say, this is what it's going to look like. Now, give me content for these sections. Uh, so I think that's really important is the examples, the instructions and uh, breaking it into the structure that it just makes it a lot easier for them. And like I said, all the guys that are using Content Snare that are doing, you know, that are give us the feedback to say, wow, they're giving me feedback, uh, giving me content so fast that's what they're doing. And uh, they usually start because we built some templates in there for exactly this reason. Uh, so it gives, you know, because it's the, the classic blank screen problem. Like where do you start as a web designer to create a template for an about page? So we kind of help people along by giving them a basic one and they can build on it for, for their own clients. So there's almost, you know, teaching them what a good about page is for your client, mm. but also from the agency standpoint, um, if they're not even sure what to tell their clients, like, oh, well, no, you're supposed to do an about page. Like, you know, like, but you guys yeah. actually give them a little bit of a head start. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it was, um, that was kind of one of our most requested things in the beginning. And I think that, you know, like classic inbound marketing, content marketing, that was one of the first sort of blog posts and lead magnets that I ever created was basically a, a website, client website content checklist and some documents that um, clients can fill out. So, that's actually been been uh, pretty well received. So is that, and you just mentioned something, you know, going and doing ongoing inbound marketing campaigns. So, so if you're uh, have some kind of retainer with your clients and you're creating blog posts and social media content and, and those types of things ongoing, content is probably even a bigger problem for you because, you know, you're having, that's basically your business is repurposing mm-hmm. the business's content to promote. Um, you guys treat that differently than like everyday website content or it's all just kind of this different shades of the same thing? Yeah, right now it's all the same thing. So it's, we try to avoid using terms like page and website. Um, so mm. we've got like the top levels of request and then you've got tabs, which are typically used as pages and then sections, which might be a row on that website. But um, it's funny, the other day, I was actually going to content snare myself for some Facebook ads. 
uh, because I was <laughs> delaying doing them. And I was, so in that case, you could use tabs as campaigns and sections as ads and then the fields within, within each section uh, might be your headline and image and all that sort of stuff. So you so, used your own software on yourself. Yes. That's good. <laughs> because, I'm, <laughs> because I'm a rubbish client. <laughs> You're like, I am my own worst client. That's great. Right? Yeah. And the one thing you touched on there is that recurring content, which we don't have yet, like a recurring reminder or recurring um, request that goes out. You know, if you were doing a blog post every month or something, you might want to recur that at the moment. That's only manual, but something on our roadmap for sure. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I know content, I mean, look, content uh, is, is a big problem. You guys have definitely, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're on the right track that this is a problem that is still not solved. Uh, there's a few companies out there that are attempting this. So I definitely, uh, uh, best of luck in, in going after this. It sounds like you guys have the right mindset. You have uh, a good background in software development and you're paying very close attention to your customers and what this issue is. Um, and so that's, that's really cool. Thank you. Are you, uh, James, are you ready for our lightning round? I am. All right. Uh, <laughs> this gets kind of intense. So you uh, just want to, I always have to warn people. Like we're... <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Maybe by our third season, we're going to get, we're going to get lightning round music. We'll see. Oh wow. We'll see. Like a little jingle for it. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. So, so now we've <laughs> talked about that. So Tyler, our producer will probably put a jingle in there, but if you guys don't hear a jingle, that means that Tyler is listening to me right now. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, what is the best advice you've ever received? It's actually a question uh, to ask yourself whenever you're doing something in that, is this taking me a step closer to my goal? Uh, and I guess it's kind of almost like the one thing. I don't know if you've read that, read that book. But it's, uh, you know, actually, it's in, right behind me, right behind the mic I'm speaking to. What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? Uh, and I really like this thing, this concept, because I am really bad at doing too many things. The stuff that's not even that important. Hmm. Sorry, yeah. was I meant to answer faster? Given it's a lie. <laughs> no, no, I like it. You're, 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 you're. Again, you're gonna watch. You're gonna watch Indiana Jones tonight, and you're gonna see that scene, and you're oh, gonna yeah. see Shia LaBeouf riding the two jeeps, and he's fencing, <laughs> and you're gonna be like, "That is me," right? So yeah, you're either gonna it. lean into it, and you're gonna become the the best multi jeep fencer uh, in the world, or or <laughs> you're gonna figure out how to to just ride one jeep or just stand on the ground and fence. Um, <laughs> but it looks cool when it happens. So, uh, which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Uh, forcing myself to network, even when I don't want to. That's um, networking and relationships has been easily the biggest contributor to everything we've ever done. And sometimes you don't want to get out, but you just got to do it anyway. For sure. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote or a tool that you use uh, on a regular basis that you think our listeners would find valuable? <laughs> my half my business is run by Zapier, so I got to say that that is definitely a, a powerful tool out there. So to to create oh, yeah. some automation and, and and hooks between platforms, I'm sure as a as a SaaS developer, you probably use a handful of SaaS systems, and that was a big problem for years was that these things didn't talk to each other, and now they do. So 
Totally. Uh, and you mentioned a book, so you're gonna. I'm not gonna let you pick that same book. But uh, what book would okay. you recommend, and why? Uh, one of my favorite books I've ever read in the business space was Never Split the Difference, which was a little bit different because it's. Uh, have you read it? I have not. Um, I, I I understand maybe the concept from the title. Uh, so you know, but what's the premise? It's all about negotiation and it kind of applies to a lot of things through business and life. But one of the things that was so interesting about it is that because it's written by this, I think he's an ex-FBI negotiator and he's got heaps of stories uh, from negotiating with terrorists in Philippines and all this kind of stuff and the techniques that work there. And I know this sounds strange, but how they work in in business as well uh, because terrorists are kind of different than clients. But <laughs> are you but sure? It, Do you want to go on the record and say otherwise? You're like, eh, kind of, you know. there's a there's a Venn diagram probably terrorists and clients, and there might be there might be areas where there's overlap, but they're not they're not right on know. top of each other by any means. Right? <laughs> I hope not. But yeah, it was a really interesting book because it kept me sort of, I guess, captivated through these chapters, and then yeah, it's just interesting as well as really good business advice. Very cool. Well, we'll link out to that uh, in the show notes. We'll also link out to the other book that you mentioned, uh, uh, The One Thing uh, as well. And uh, both of those are good. And also um, pay attention to those takeaways uh, from today's session in our show notes as well. They'll give you guys some actionable advice uh, from today's episode that if you're thinking about, man, there's some stuff I really want to take advantage of today, like check out our show notes, uh, yougurus.com. Uh, slash podcast and uh, click on this episode here with James and, and you'll find a lot of great resources for you guys to uh, follow up on outside the show. Uh, James, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, the easiest way is to go to contentsnare.com. Pretty much everything links out of that down in the footer. There's some resources. I've got like a workshop on how to get content from clients, which is, you know, you don't even need content snare for it. So there's a, there's a few things there. Um, Facebook group, if they're into that kind of thing. And um, I figured I'd do like a little discount code for, for you guys. So um, if they want to try out content snare, they can grab it from the website as well, contentsnare.com. And I'm going to do the code YouGurus to get uh, 20% off the first year. So yeah. Sweet. That's a that's a nice uh, nice little break there. So if you guys are interested in that, if content is a problem for you and uh, this tool would help you guys out, uh, definitely check that out. And we'll also include that um, in, in the show notes for you guys as well. So if you're driving right now and you're like, man, I was listening to this program called You Gurus and I can't remember what the coupon code was, You Gurus, <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, check that out. Check out what James is working on. Um, that'd be really cool. And I, and I love too, just even hearing, just thinking back on the episode and looking over my notes, you know, uh, you know, when you're talking about content in your business and if this is a problem, even not using your software, uh, breaking it down into more actionable chunks, not just asking for an about page, but asking for more specifics there. I think that, um, that's something that is, uh, people should be doing right. And I think that mm-hmm. if you, if your tool helps them do that much faster then it's probably a, a no brainer. So Thanks for stopping by the show uh, today, James. This has been a fantastic conversation. Thanks for having me, Brent. It has been awesome. All right, guys. That is our episode for this week's show on the Digital Agency Show. Tune in for uh, more great content coming at you guys each and every week. Until then, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. 
before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're going to dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show.